May 2nd, 2019, it's the Lullabot Podcast. It's the Lullabot Podcast, episode 236. I'm Matt Cleave, senior developer at Lullabot. With me as always, co-host of the show, senior front-end dev, Mike Herschel. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, uh, yeah, pretty good. Hey, we're still together. Amazingly. I don't even know how this happens. I, I'm, I'm looking into your deep gray eyes. And they're brown. Oh, Come okay. on, by now you should know this. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're at uh, DrupalCon Seattle, overlooking the skyline of Seattle. Mm-hmm. 26 floors above downtown, right at the end of DrupalCon. Yeah. That was all accurate. And who do we have with us? We have a bunch of people with us. First, uh, on my right, we have Angie Byron. Hey, Angie. Hello. What are you doing these days? You're at Acquia? I am also at Acquia, yep. And uh, what's going on? Uh, Well, I have been working with Gabor, actually, on uh, all things Drupal 8. So, ooh. Uh, so we oversee all the different initiatives going on. We try and unblock people who are blocked. We try and promote awesome things that are happening. We hold sprints. We try and get everybody rocking and rolling with Drupal 8. And Angie, your history, uh, I mean, you were a maintainer of Drupal 7. Am I using the words right? Yes. Drupal 7 is all my fault. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yes, I was uh, the, the oh, I was a core a co-maintainer of Drupal 7. And during that time, you, you were a lullabot. That's right. Yeah, we worked together. Yes, we did. A little bit anyway. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Uh, next up, we have uh, Gabor Hoichi uh, from Hungary. Yeah, indeed. Hey, Hi. Yeah. Hey. So you are also an Acquian, is that correct? Yeah, indeed. What is your title at Acquia? So I work as a core initiative coordinator, coordinator. Coordinator, coordinator. Yeah. So which means that I help all kinds of core initiatives coordinate their work, and get get their most awesome uh, possibilities. Gotcha. So we also have someone joining all the way from across the world, uh, Nathaniel Catchpole. I am, but can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. I totally can. So, uh, you are Catch on Drupal.org, and what is, what is your role with uh, Drupal 9, which is what we're talking about? So, I'm a release manager and, uh, f- and also framework for Drupal 8, and I guess Drupal 9 as well at the moment. Okay. And uh, who do you work for, and, and what um, do you do? I'm, I'm funded um, half-time to work uh, entirely on Drupal Core by Third and Globe. Yeah. And uh, the other half, I work as a consultant for Taiwan Consulting. Gotcha. So I've got two jobs. Cool. So we're here and we're talking about Drupal 9s. And uh, so. Drupal, Drupal 9? It, it Did seems you really scary. say that right? Like, we're just kind of getting into the flow of Drupal 8, it feels <laughs> like, right? I mean, we're doing client projects, big stuff is being built, cool things are still happening. Drupal 8, right? Isn't that what we're doing in Seattle? That's what I'm doing. Well, I, we've been doing Drupal 8 since, like, Denver. I don't know. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. So Drupal 9, right? It's only fitting that we're talking Drupal 9, <laughs> I guess. So so uh, let's let's do a little bit of learning about Drupal 9. Now, uh, was it maybe a year ago or so, Dries wrote a, bra- a blog post saying that the Drupal 9 was just going to have an easy upgrade. Is that correct, or has that changed? And who wants to talk about that? Um, so yes, that is entirely true with a little tiny asterisk, which is, uh, yes, scandalous. Um, the asterisk is as long as people's modules and themes and such are not using deprecated code. 
Um, so the deal with Drupal 8 is that we've worked on it for, geez, four years now or so since it got released. Um, and every release, we make improvements, we make new features, we make uh, API improvements and this kind of thing. And then we'll deprecate old stuff that isn't as awesome as the new stuff that we put in. Um, and we retain backwards compatibility throughout all of this. So that means that you, even though new releases of Drupal 8 come out every six months, you don't have to change anything about your site. You can just use the new stuff optionally if you want to. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, Drupal 9, the big change between 8 and 9 is that we're going to remove all of those deprecations because it leads to easier to maintain code. It leads to uh, more performant code, this kind of thing. Well, that's kind of the drop always moving forward, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you don't need to maintain all of the bad stuff that you did years ago and, you know, keep paying for your sins. Right. Yeah, what we, what we used to do, however, is we worked on the new version in an entirely different branch. And we went crazy and we re-architected everything because we like to, like, re like reimagine how we do things and improve them. And what we decided to do with the Drupal 8 to 9 transition is to instead work within Drupal 8 and do these deprecations in a way where we introduce some new thing. Then we also mark the old thing as deprecated so we can gradually add the new capabilities to Drupal 8 and the new APIs and the new, new better practices the way we want to do them. And then we deprecate the old practices and we do it all in the same code base. So that encourages us to not go crazy and, and be thoughtful of what we are doing uh, precisely. And it also allows us to get all of the new things tested with people. And it allows us to then have this transition where we only need to remove the old things and still keep most of the same code base for Drupal 9. What is involved when you deprecate code? Can you give me maybe an example of uh, maybe a code or a function or something like that that you have deprecated? And how do you mark it deprecated? And how does, how does one who is, how does a module developer know that their code, that, that function is deprecated? Yeah, we do uh, two different things. So let's take file unmanaged copy, for example, is a function, it's a global function that is still exists in Drupal 8. And we add a PHP doc annotation on the function that says at deprecated. And then we explain when we deprecated it. We explain when it will be removed. And we also explain what you should do instead. And in this case, we introduce the file system service that you can use to copy files around. And the reason we did that is because now, because now it's a service that you can replace if you have a different file implementation. You can test the service separately. You can instrument the service. Um, so it's much more flexible, and it's also consistent with the rest of the Drupal 8 code base, the way Drupal 8 works. Um, and we keep the file unmanaged copy function around, and internally we change it to use the new way. And we also add a trigger error call at the function, which uh, is meant to notify the testing system that, that if there's something um, deprecated is being used. So the testing system can be configured to fail on, on the occasion of hitting those trigger error calls, and then it will notify you if you are using deprecated functionality. Mike, Mike when I'm writing a module, and so if I'm working on client code, 
Um, for example, I know you probably don't end up doing this, right? Correct. So if I end up writing something that is using a deprecated function because I have my ID configured right, it's going to draw like a strike through through the function call and, okay. and give me this little pop-up that says, hey, this is a deprecated function. Gotcha. And generally you can find documentation that says, do it right, stupid. And uh, <laughs> You can you just know. Google it. Yeah. Assuming, well, right? yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's also uh, tools for this too. The uh, uh, Matt Glayman from uh, Centaro wrote uh, Centaro. Yeah. yeah, that sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah, formerly yeah. a commerce guy. Yeah. Formerly yeah. commerce guy. Uh, yeah. Wrote a tool called Drupal Check, which wraps this uh, static analysis tool called PHP Stand. So you can run it on your module, and it will spit out a list of problems with it. It's a command line tool. If you want something more graphical. Uh, Gabor's been working with uh, a contractor to build uh, a Drupal 9 version, Drupal 8, 8 version, version, sorry, of uh, upgrade status module, which is a cool little UI wrapper around this that Me. will give you a report. Are there is there are there function calls or method calls in Drupal 8 that are currently deprecated? Is it all done yes. right? Yeah. 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 Oh no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's 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 deprecations in Drupal eight, but um, we deprecated a lot of things before we had a system for deprecations. Okay. So we're still in the process of adding correct documentation and trigger error calls to some of the things that were deprecated, say six years ago when there was no policy and we never deprecated anything before. Um, but most of that work is done now. It's actually really really close. Um, one thing I would say is that uh, the the trigger error calls only help you if you have full test coverage for your module. If you don't, then uh, you'll still get ID and the static analysis tools will, will work for that. Um, but you really want test coverage to be able to find everything that's going on. Hey, Catch, if uh, people want to help fix the remaining deprecations in core, is there a tag for that or is there a way to easily find? That's a great leading question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the deprecated tag on the core issue queue. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay, that sounds like a, a pretty good way to get some core commits. Yeah. So using these tools, I think NG is planning to do a, a contribution day topic tomorrow to lead people to act on these deprecations in contributed modules. That's right. You want to? Yeah. Um, well, actually, the uh, this kind of got started by Dwayne over at Pantheon. He was at MidCamp and ran uh, this tool that uh, took the Drupal check tool and ran it through Bash against the top 400 modules, I think, um, and created issues for all of them with the report of what the tool generated. So it would give a report of, of which deprecations were in which modules. Um, and so we're trying to build off of that work and, um, and tracking things under the Drupal 9 compatibility and the Seattle 2019 tags. Uh, so basically getting a whole bunch of people together tomorrow to work on those issues and, you know, read through the deprecation notices, which points them to the change records where they can find out more information. For example, Drupal set message should now be a messenger service and should use different, like, object-oriented programming uh, you know, standards and sort of like that. So what we want to do is get a whole bunch of people together tomorrow to try and tackle the top 400 modules and get all of the deprecated code that we can remove, removed. Uh, and in the process, educate people on the fact that 
uh, if you you know if you're kind of been around for a while and you've moved from say six to seven or seven to eight, which was maybe less uh, less enjoyable um, <laughs> to, to put it like you, you have like yeah. a great attitude. I'm trying to like very nicely tiptoe around this. Um, but anyway, so it's, it's trying to spread the word though that that from eight to nine it really is going to be a lot less onerous. And you're and talking I, tomorrow, Angie. I'm talking, Just, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know when this podcast yeah, exactly. Is published. Yeah, so we're we're, we're talking on the Thursday of DrupalCon. The closing session just happened. Yeah, it's April 11th today, but today is probably I don't know two weeks from now or something. <laughs> okay, so the last day of DrupalCon yeah. is a uh, is a contribution sprint day. Um, but this same model is being set up in a reusable way, and so this the same like sprint can basically run at any Drupal event for the next like year. Cool. So there's um, some uh, old versions of Symphony and Twig that Drupal 8 currently uses, right? Yep. Uh, so how are we ha handling that? So one of the, the big things, like obviously with everything that's not a PHP dependency, we control what we do with it. But with Symphony and Twig, they have their own development teams, their own release cycles, their own support cycles, everything like that. And Symphony 3 that we use in Drupal 8, is going to end support at the end of 2021. So for us to release Drupal 9 um, with like full security support and for Drupal 8 security support to last long enough, uh, we need to get onto Drupal 9 bef before that happens. Otherwise, we'd not only be providing security support for Drupal 8, but we'd be providing security support for Symfony as well. And potentially Trig, I don't think Trig is going to do security support yet, but it, it might get announced soon enough. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we've been doing is um, running patches against Symfony 4, finding the issues that we hit against Symfony 4 and fixing those in Drupal 8.2, which is has not been the most straightforward thing that we've done in core, but it's, we've actually, we're actually keeping up so far. I think we have uh, a green patch against Symphony 4.2 at the moment. Nice. Um, so there's maybe one or two issues still to commit from like that group of issues. And then theoretically, you can run a Drupal 8 site with Symphony 4, but you'll have to, you, you'll have to kind of patch composer.json to allow that okay. still. Um, yeah. But we're getting closer. With, with a bit of luck, um, Within the next six months, we'll actually relax the composer requirements so that if you want to, you can do a duplicate install with Symphony 4 and use it. And to be honest, like the, there's one or two things that contrib modules might run into, but most of the changes, contrib modules don't interact with those Symphony APIs. It's really, we have a few things that affect like deep, deep core APIs, and most of it people won't notice. Now, my understanding is that Symphony is Symphony Five out, and if so, are we considering going to that or is Symphony Five is not out okay. yet, but it will be, I think, in November. Yeah, November this year. So there's Symphony Four Point Three will come up in about a month, and then Symphony Four Point Four and Five Point Zero land in like November, December, twenty nineteen. Um, but there's no Symphony Five branch yet, as gotcha. such. But once there is, we'll start updating to that as well. Um, I I think, I don't know whether we're going to be on Symphony 4 or Symphony 5 when we, when we release Drupal 9. So we'll have to see how, how big the Symphony 5 changes are. Okay. Um, hopefully, 
if if they're the same kinds of changes that we've that we've run into so far, we should be able to release with Symphony Five, and it shouldn't be a big jump for contrib modules at all. But we'll have to see how it looks when it comes out. Yeah, we don't know that yet. In each case, I think for the dependency updates, we need to weigh the cost against the benefit because we are saying that the Drupal 9 update is going to be easy, but it's only going to be easy if the if we can control the extent of the uh, the code updates required in Contrib. Uh, the, the, the deprecation updates that we do, we document in our code base, and for Symphony, they document in their code base, so we can automate finding those things and, uh, and educate the community on how to do them. Um, and uh, that's, in fact, what happened with uh, Twig2 as well, is that we followed the same process in Drupal 8.7 that's coming out uh, May 1st. Um, is already Twig2 compatible if you are um, if you are patching your composer files. So um, if I'm a contrib module, <laughs> if I'm a contrib module <laughs> author... It sounds like a terrible yeah. user story. Yeah. <laughs> what would I be? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. Is, is it going to be a situation where one module will work in both Drupal 8 and Drupal 9? Or are there going to be two different branches that are very, very similar to each other? So there's an issue open, but it's not yet fixed to uh, to change the version constraint in info files to to allow you to specify more than one major version. Oh, fancy! So so we can have uh, well, assuming that this gets fixed, we will be able to have one version of a module that can support multiple major versions of Drupal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and, and then, well, yeah. Wow. So actually, the the data that Pantheon um, uh, worked on, they also ran the bash script on all of Contrib, like 7,000 or 8,000 Contrib branches. And they found that all, that all of those, I think 47% of them were already Drupal 9 compatible, other wow. than their, their core key and their info file. And then uh, the uh, half of the rest, uh, rest of the uh, pie was uh, up to five things that they need to fix. Mm -hmm. So the, the the half of the modules are already Drupal nine compatible, other than the core key in the info file, basically. Gotcha. So I'm guessing like a lot of those are just the old depreciated Drupal set message or similar. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the issues are yeah. That's good. Hey, we're talking Drupal nine on the Lullabot podcast, closing off DrupalCon, where the hell are we? <laughs> Seattle. Closing off DrupalCon Seattle. Yeah. More of that coming up right after this. Hey, it's April from Drupal Camp Asheville. Tell us about the next camp, April. Hey, Chris. Yeah, the next camp is July 12th through 14th in Asheville, North Carolina. On Friday, we're going to have trainings and contribution. On Saturday, we'll have sessions and lightning talks. On Sunday, we're going to do hiking and tourism within the community. Our ticket price is $35 early bird, and then starting May 13th, it will be $45. We also have a great student discount for high school students, university, or college students. So you can find out more information at drupalashville.com. Excellent. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the Lullabot Podcast. We're at Drupal Can Chicago. No, Drupal Can. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Oh, I said Drupal yeah. Camp. Oh, oh, man. Oh. Flashback oh. to 2011. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're at Drupal Con Seattle 2019, yeah. April. Yeah. And we're talking about Drupal 9. The rain fell, the Drupal fell, and it was wonderful. <laughs> okay.
That's horrible, but let's keep on going. <laughs> I don't think it fell. Like that's not right. I don't know. It, like missed it, I guess. It did a little bit, yeah. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. So um we talked a little about like the upgrade from Drupal eight to Drupal nine, and that's going to be knock on wood very easy to do. That's what they say. Yeah, that's and, what they and, say. And they is here with us. We have <laughs> Gabor, Catch, and Webchick yeah. that have the, the, the answers. But what about all the websites that are in Drupal seven? How how screwed are they? Or are they at all? If you're on Drupal 7, you will need to move off of Drupal 7. Um, we are giving you an inordinately long time to do that. Uh, so if you're on Drupal 7 now, you don't need to panic. It's all good. Um, the community will sub continue supporting Drupal 7 until the end of 2021. Um, and then in addition to that, there are a variety of uh, uh, vendors that will be offering long-term support uh, for okay. at least three years after that. So that would be until 2024. Um, so Drupal 7 is still going to be fine. It's still being around. It's still going to be supported. It won't, you know, there will be security coverage. That kind of so I was at lunch today, and there were, the person that was sitting across me had a Drupal 7 website. And they, they, were, they felt like it was important that they get upgraded. But their boss said, no, 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 we need to work on sales. Like, let's get sales out in front. Like, our, our, our current website features are more important than any kind of future upgrades. Mm -hmm. And in, in the back of their mind, they said, yeah, maybe like next year we really need to seriously start looking into it. That's probably the right idea. I think. I think. I think. It's as soon as it makes financial and business sense for you, the sooner it is, the better to do. Yeah. Um, a lot of people couple it with a larger digital replatforming. They couple it with a large redesign, something like that, where it's like we we are doing something that has business value and requires doing a lot of work on our website anyway. So why not do it on the latest version so that we're covered? Yeah. The, the bottom line is the sooner you get on Drupal 8, the sooner that you don't have to deal with these like enormous migration paths every single time that we release a new version. So once you make that leap to Drupal 8, then you're on the version of Drupal that's that's kind of like continuously going. So it'll be called Drupal 8, and then be called Drupal 9, and then Drupal 10. But it's the the modern version, written on top of Azure code that the module versions will continue to work on that kind of thing. So you should make the jump as soon as you can. Um, but I don't think you necessarily need to panic and like stop doing any kind of user-facing features on your site. But there will be actual overlap where we are having security coverage for Drupal 7, Drupal 8, and Drupal 9 all at the same time? Yeah, that's a new thing. So we used to drop support for the previous stable version when we released a new one. The two major versions at a time. That was yep. the old way of going. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and in this case, we extended the Drupal 7 support until uh, November 2021. Um, this is the same as when Drupal 8 support ends. So, um, so we can provide more uh, lead time for people to upgrade. So remind me, what is the uh, estimated release date of Drupal 9? Yeah, the estimated release date of Drupal 9 is exactly June 3rd, uh, 2020. Gotcha. So it's not, it's ready when it's ready. Nope. That's and, and I was going to say, Angie, when we first met, I remember you you saying that. I mean, shoot, that's been 12 years or something, <laughs> maybe 11. We and are it was, so old. Michael. When it's ready, Drupal yeah. 6 will be ready when it's ready, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, well, that was the old way that we did things because... Um, you know, we, we had ambitious feature goals that we wanted to get in. Like what we saw around the time of Drupal 7's release and Drupal 8's development is, you know, in the past, the way Drupal would get into organizations is you'd have some techie that worked there and was Drupal evangelist. They're like, I like Drupal, so we're going to use Drupal. And people are like, all right. And then eventually someone got wise and was like, huh, the people who have to use this shit every day should probably 
The people who have to use this stuff every no, day. No, 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 we're okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. people who use this stuff every day should probably have some kind of a say in what they have to use. And so they started bringing content authors into the CMS decision. And they are very like enamored with what they see when they look yes. at something that's easy to use. And so we, for Drupal's longevity, we had to invest in um, you know, putting in a lot stronger user-facing features. And those took a long time. And um, so that was why we were, when it's ready, is because we, we had certain goals we knew we had to hit to keep the product relevant. Um, the problem was we could also change the APIs willy-nilly, and we had a very long window in which to do that, and that led to very long release cycles for Drupal 7 and Drupal 8 and a lot of times. So now... Yes. Very widely different APIs, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So now we have flipped that model because we've done all that foundational work we really needed to do with the product, and now we do it in more in a, in a cadence. Uh, so it's every six months, there's a minor release. Um, and you know the, the the every six months minor release that would be a year from now we're going to call Drupal nine. Yeah, gotcha. there was previously there was a lot of pressure to do all kinds of things because you've only had a chance every four years or something to to make a change, mm -hmm. and then it then whatever you did would be released two or three years later. Mm -hmm. um, so you get feedback much later, and your stuff was out released much later, and we changed it into this model where it's every every six months. So if your if your new thing does not make it in in that six months, it has a chance in the next time frame. So you don't need to wait four years for it to happen. So it's much less of a pressure on the developers, and it's a lot better feedback loop for us that we get feedback from people using Drupal if it makes sense, where we need to improve, um, and um, it results in a better process altogether. It seems a lot more agile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And definitely fits better with like the speed of technological evolution. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for so for those on Drupal seven, there's uh, migration tools in core mm -hmm. uh, that they can use. We even have Drupal six uh, migrations in Drupal core um, that we're going to maintain up until Drupal nine. So there's going to be direct migration from Drupal six to nine. Um, oh wow! On the day of the Drupal nine release. Okay. Yeah. Um, we moved that out into Contrib under release of Drupal 9, but it's going to be maintained up until the last minute, so it's going to be there. Um, and uh, Angie and I worked on, and several um, of our colleagues worked on the Drupal module upgrader. Yeah. That helps you update your module code to Drupal 8. And we hope to look back at it again and see if it uses any deprecated APIs in the generated code and um, hope to update that so it's not using any deprecated APIs, in which case it's going to be a 7 to 9 upgrade tool as well as a 7 to 8 upgrade and tool. I, I think I looked at that tool a while back. That was that was fairly cool. Does this, it still works, yeah? If we're yeah, going 6, well, to, seven, I, six I to 7 to 8, I mean, or what's yeah, the deal? Well, I give, I give co-maintainer access to that project with more or less anyone with a pulse. So it has <laughs> been continued to be my, uh, maintained even though we don't personally maintain it. Okay. But yeah, it's really cool. It, it uses this uh, underlying library called Farberist that basically parses PHP source code into more or less like a jQuery-like structure. And so you can say, take a function that used to be called this and rewrite it into this type of YAML file or rewrite it into this type of class with a method called this. Um, and so it can handle a lot of the most common, uh, you know, kind of boilerplate things like converting hook block, uh, converting uh, a lot of the node save stuff and all this kind of stuff. Like it, it, it's, it, you know, it doesn't get you 100% of the way there by any means, but it got you like 70, 80% of the way there. Hmm. The other thing it would do is it, it has two modes. It has an analyze mode and a actually do it for me mode. Like 
conversions. But the analyze mode is almost more helpful because it will point you to the documentation for each of these things, so you can kind of get your feet wet with how Drupal 8 does things differently. Um, but yeah, and then the auto conversion. So this is critical tool both for contrib module authors who, for whatever reason, haven't ported to Drupal 8 yet. I mean, Drupal 8's been out for like three and a half years, so hopefully you have at least started that process. But um, a lot of sites have custom code, which no one is going to port for you. And so this tool was basically developed to help make that process easier. So uh, Drupal 9 is going to come out. And if I'm looking at a Drupal 9, the stock installed Drupal 9 standard profile, is it going to look exactly the same? Are we going to see Bartik? Are there going to be like any fancy new features? Is it going to have you know blockchain, AI <laughs> support built in with the omni-channel Machine presence? Machine learning. Yeah. yeah. Voice assistant. You know, rewriting, re rewritten in Node, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 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 nothing at all. <laughs> um, yeah, no, nine point zero will be will be will be indistinguishable from Drupal eight apart from the remove code. But nine point one will have new features again. Ooh, okay. gotcha. And you won't get them in Drupal. Like once once nine lands, Drupal eight is on security support for a year, and then it's gone. Gotcha. Yeah, we've had a few Drupal 9 buffs here at DrupalCon Seattle, and, uh, and, uh, and a few people asked the same thing. And I was like, you know, the, the, the nice shiny new feature about Drupal 9 is the easy, um, easy path to Drupal 9. Yeah. Because everybody's like, so what's the new shiny thing? And I'm like, there's the new shiny thing that you always wanted to have is an easy upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the new shiny thing. Yeah. And we are concentrating on making that happen. And then the other new shiny things will come with 9.1, 9.2, etc. And the new shiny thing's not going to happen anymore in 8. So we stopped the new shiny things in 8. And uh, according to our current plans, so the release of Drupal 9 on June 3, 2020, is going to be the same date for for 8.9 and 9.0. And 8.9 is going to be supported until November 2021 when Symfony support ends. And we'll fix security issues in there, etc. But we will not build any new features in Drupal 8 anymore. So you need to hop over to Drupal 9 for the new features. That makes sense. I think one other thing we can say about Drupal 9 is like for, for a lot of the outside world, they kind of check in when a major version happens. You know, It's like, oh, that new thing is out. Um, and so this will be the the first release of Drupal ever that already had layout builder, content moderation, media, all this stuff in the box, out yeah. of, out of, ready to go out yeah. of the gate. Yeah. But the upgrade is possible because it's easy. Yeah. Looking forward to, I heard the, the phrase Drupal 10 uh, coming out. So the upgrade from Drupal 9 to Drupal 10, what's, what is that going to look like? So with a bit of luck, um, all of the work that we've done in Drupal 8 um, will just continue to work in Drupal 9. Yeah. Um, we've spent a lot of the Drupal 8, like since release, adding like deprecation support in the testing system. Um, like some of this, the static code analysis has only really come up in the past six months. Um, so we haven't had that in place during Drupal 8's lifecycle. It's really kind of like kicked in even a year or two after release. We really, really got got working on it um, but now that we've done that work it will be there just to maintain ready for Drupal 10 um, and you know Drupal 9 modules should work on Drupal 10 all of this all of this will be there there'll st probably still be a, a migration path for Drupal 7 um, 
so that that should should be should be a lot a lot less work to do to enable the same same thing to happen to tell you the truth like i'm pretty excited about it you know um in the in the larger cms ecosystem wordpress has taken a larger and larger chunk of the uh of the web and i i think a lot of that is because their upgrades have been relatively easy especially compared to drupal and and i i think this is you know even though there's nothing like fancy there's unfortunately no blockchain support (laughs) but the easy upgrade uh the easy upgrades are uh, yeah close second (laughs) that sounds nice i i i I keep thinking that drupal has grown up like not only have we thought about what's going to happen next but the following step after that like we're two steps ahead yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, catch you. You weren't here. Do you have any DrupalCon thoughts? Sorry, you weren't here. Um, yeah. Uh, try and keep your modules updated. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, so it works is not necessarily the 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 lowest bar setting. It should be it works and might work on Drupal nine too. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, actually the, the big thing I would say is that um, a lot of people are still waiting to do work for when the Drupal 9 branch opens. Um, still even now, and um, you can, there's all of the things that you want to do in Drupal 9, you can do now. Like there's been massive refactoring to like entity storage to allow like automatic schema changes to entities and things like that. These have all landed in the past like year. Um, so if there's things that you're annoyed with with Drupal, you can actually just work on those things and they'll either get into Drupal 8 or they'll get into Drupal 9 or possibly Drupal 10 if they take a long time to work on. But there's no, like, there's nothing that stops you from working. If you want to, like, fix something, fix bugs, fix UX issues, it's all available all the time. Um, and I think that it's not quite, that like, we've quite not quite got into that kind of way of thinking about changes yet like those of us who work in call all the time all the time have but i think people who used to get involved at like the end of a cycle are still kind of waiting for the end of the cycle and you don't have to anymore gabor any final thoughts anything you want to add yeah, I was uh, I was uh, very excited about the energy here at TripleCon. How yeah. people received... it was nice, wasn't it? The energy was yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How people received the news and and how excited they are that this is going to be that they're that we're on the right track. Angie. Um, I have a thought, which is we, you know, we still have a large portion of sites that are on Drupal 7 today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to brainstorm with people about how to make the migration from Drupal 7 to Drupal 8 less painful. Like these kinds of podcasts are really helpful because they're informing people of, you know, what the future is going to look like, what tools are available and that kind of thing. But it feels like we're missing like a really cohesive and, you know, making this, it, it, it's not easy, but it's also not impossible and trying to make it as easy as possible so that people um, don't get intimidated to move to Drupal 8 because the sooner you, you adopt it, the sooner you get to benefit from where all the community innovation is happening. Sure. And uh, and so we do, I, I would love to kind of make that a focus of, of the next couple of months while we're getting Drupal ready for Drupal 9. I would love to not forget about Drupal 7 and make sure that we, uh, we focus on helping as many of those sites move to Drupal 8 and the new world order as possible. Se- totally. 7 to 8 is a tough one though. Like, where should somebody start if they all they have now is heartburn? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, one place to start is just like look at your current site. 
do an audit. See if you actually need all of that stuff. A lot of people have, like, especially if your site's been up for a while, you know, you have a bunch of stuff that's just hanging around, maybe is disabled modules you don't even use anymore. So I think that's where I would start is, like, it's a good excuse to just kind of do some spring cleaning. And because and the tighter of, your Drupal 7 site is, uh, the easier the migration is going to be. And that's a little tough, too, because lots of the sites that I've seen um, that had a bunch of Drupal 7 modules enabled, um, they might not have like a, a, a one-to-one Drupal 8 version That's because right. it's handled in a totally different manner, right? It's like, this is some decorative module that does something fancy for you. But in Drupal 8, you might use views to yeah. make that happen or That's something, true, especially right? if it's a Drupal 6 site or something. Yeah, like. so okay. There, there are new approaches. Upgrade status module, the 7 version of that helps because it will inform you, like, hey, this module now has a different module as a replacement. So, like, address field is now address or, like, uh, I don't know, global redirect is now redirect, stuff like that. So yeah. it'll help you with some of those basic things. Um, but, yeah, there are some things that do take different architectural approaches and you'll want to kind of think through those. Mm -hmm. And uh, one, one thing... Yeah, there's a, one massive difference with the migration path to Drupal 8 is because we have uh, Migrate in Core now. You can build your Drupal 8 site how you would build a new site mm -hmm. and then take the data from the old site and fill out the content, whereas you used to have to have a code base and take your database and upgrade it. You don't have to do that anymore. You can just build a brand new site, all the new ways that you would do things, and then pull the data in. It, it takes a little bit more custom work to do it that way, um, but it's there. So it's slightly easier than it used to be to completely change which module you're using. If you want to go from, I don't know, panels to layout builder or something like that, then you, you can but you can just build the new layouts. You don't need to upgrade your old ones. You just build the new ones and then bring your content in and, and, and that's it. The, com the configuration system make this, makes this a lot easier than it used to be when you upgrade from, say, six to seven. Yeah, yeah and Migrate is uh, very stable now. It's, it's Mark stable, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's really the trio of, of Migrate, Module Upgrader, and Upgrade Status. So Module Upgrader for your own custom code, Migrate for your uh, content and data, and uh, Upgrade Status for the contributed modules. So easy, Mike Herschel could do it. <laughs> God help us all. Yeah. Any thoughts, Mike? Uh, I am. I had such a great time at DrupalCon. It's so nice to talk about this. Drupal nine is so exciting, and it's it's just it's just fun to see where this is going. And I am looking forward to getting home because DrupalCon is exhausting. I don't know that Drupal nine sounds exciting, being that there's nothing yeah. new. Drupal nine sounds boring. <laughs> the, I, but that's the exciting I, part, right? The, no. the exciting part is that there's not a terrifying upgrade in our near future. I'm, I'm excited that we're not going to lose you know the sites that would otherwise have to do a complete replatform and when you go from Drupal like when you go from like say Drupal 7 to Drupal 8 it's an it's a it's a lot of work it, it can and it's be an daunting. opportunity to move away and yeah. you know i that is not a good thing for Drupal as a whole you know and and i think that like with the ease of Drupal 8 to Drupal 9 people are not going to take that opportunity to move away because uh, you know, Drupal 9 is so easy. There's a sales pitch there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's also going to be like, whatever, 12,000 modules available on day one. We've exactly. never had that with a major uh, version. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Totally. So, so yeah, I, I am honestly excited about it. It's good. Cool. cool. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for uh, Thank joining you. us from Japan, Catch. No worries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>